0: Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm still super tall, Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing how do you stay faithful in your Christian walk? This is something we've been mulling over a little bit and decided to bring it to you. So Mark, are you ready?
1: Let's go. Let's go.
0: It's beginning to look a lot like I don't know. I December. mean, I mean,
1: it's December. whether you like it or not, December's here, baby.
0: Cookies everywhere. Which, you know, or,
1: or you know, last week I announced that my birth month, and now we are officially a week closer to my birthday.
0: Oh, really close. We are getting
1: dang close to my birthday. I think we're
0: like a week out
1: now. All I know is, <laughs> if you want my mailing address, I will send it to you to send me all the coffees.
0: He said for for, for all birthday, the, all wow. the coffee. Nothing like a beggar going, please, suck, now have some more? <laughs> but not, not folders, please. Uh, not, that's, not all not right, Folgers. RTC family, gang up together and get them nothing but folders at eight o'clock. <laughs> You're gonna have like a whole stack of it. It's beginning to look a lot like I'm gonna
1: have a lot of donations for people this Christmas. Let's. I'm gonna regrift, wow. re regift the snot out of that. That's what I'm going to
0: Ungrateful. No, I am ungrateful. <laughs> I
1: am. I'm a little bougie with
0: my coffee. It is right. what it is. So I really want to jump into this question this before Watch I forget intro. it. Okay? Wait, wait, like a banter question? A banter question before I forget it. The music's not even over. I know, but it's there. So okay. uh, if you had to pick Narnia or Middle Earth? Ooh.
1: Oh, since watching the Amazon Lord of the Rings, 100% Narnia. Really? Have you seen the, the Amazon Prime Lord of the Ring I episodes? Have. After watching that crap go down, I ain't lived, I ain't touching Middle Earth. Why? If it was peaceful and I was chilling like a hobbit, I'd be down.
0: You could be like one of the little brandy brandy. Yeah, but foots. you know
1: how terrifying it would be to be like but always being attacked by orcs?
0: Yeah. And stuff. But think about post-Return of the King, okay? But that's different. Well, so... I'm
1: thinking about all the video games, like Lord of the
0: Rings, War in the North. Oh, that was actually a okay, fun video okay, game. Okay, but you don't want to be like like Narnia. You're going to get frozen by the witch. You're going to be turned into a stone sculpture, especially because of your hair. Straight up, she can be like, I like that hair. And you're going to be like... Like Han Solo in the in the carbonite,
1: but I feel like a lot of the mythical creatures and mythical beasts in Narnia are a little bit more palatable because it's a kid, it's a kid book,
0: bro. Really, the eagles more than the orcs and the urukai and gollum. They weren't the mythical creatures. What about the the centaurs, the evil centaurs, and whatever else in Narnia? Man, they're those are dope. They were scary. I like centaurs. Being a Sagittarius and all. I like.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, okay. We're gonna get into that. That astrology. Demon, that demonology. No, I don't believe in astrology at all. I just that's just I just know I'm a Sagittarius, and it's really dope that I get the centaur. But no, but seriously, so I, I think I had pick Narnia
0: or Middle Earth because Middle Earth
1: scares the bejesus out of me, okay. man.
0: No, all right, but have you no. read? Okay, so I've read all the Lord of the Rings. I love you, but you know I don't read like okay. that. So I do the I've done the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings. Okay. And I've done, I haven't done the uh, sammelian sim, sim, I think is what it's called, <clears throat> uh, which I, it's, I forget where it happens. Is that the elf?
1: That's not the elf one, right?
0: I don't know. I, I've never read it, so I'm not sure okay. what story. There's one about the elves. But I've read, I've read The Hobbit. I've read the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh-huh. So the f- main four. And I've read all the Narnia books. Okay. Every last one of them. But? I would still be a Middle Earth guy. Really? Because I love the action. I'm an action guy. Action means you're dead. Last week you heard I love the ballet. Today you're like, hey, he's an action guy. (laughs) Fuller is a very what's what's what I'm
1: looking for here. Um, diverse. uh, I was thinking something different. Well, freaking nuts. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) You're nuts. You listen. The last time, wait, time out.
0: The last time you said that word, people thought you were swearing. You better spell it out right now. What you just said?
1: Um, f r e a k i n g.
0: Okay, you're not allowed to use that word no more. Cause I I get you tired. are you I are get stupid tired,
1: wild. How about that? I
0: get I get tired of weird. having to go back and re-listen to episodes Sorry. to make Mark sure Mark did not
1: cuss again, guys. That
0: you're not swearing. Mark
1: just has a lisp problem.
0: <laughs> He's like,
1: I'll make fun of my speech impediment. I just have guys. a speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't go to speech therapy. You know how nice it is when kids talk about like because okay, so our family we we have a lot of therapies that we go to sure. physical, mental, emotional. All the kids have therapies in some regards for for various things. Right. And we're talking about therapy, and we're, Beth and I try so hard to get into these kids mind where therapy is not a bad thing in terms of like physical therapy or like well sure. why does it go to therapy because why do you go to therapy because oh, something's wrong with me it's like no remember Think of therapy as like a coach, as someone who wants you to get better. It's like you preparing know
0: preparing for the big game. Exactly, okay? like
1: therapy is literally to get the better big, at the,
0: it. The big game is called life, and so and you're your just boy preparing.
1: did not get much better with his speech impediment. Yes, you did. You're I still, fine. I still can't. You say what grade um, Ava's going to be in next year, and I am not looking forward to saying
0: that. A lot. Sixth, sixth grade. So. Uh, yeah, what grade is your daughter going to? Do? Um, the, Seth, the Seth one Grace. after fifth and the one before seventh. <laughs> it's
1: true though. Yeah, no. It's true. Like I can't say that word. And I can't say other words. But but either way, no. You, you are, just said other words. You are a very mysterious, mystical man. How about that? I'm a m- good mythical.
0: Night, not morning. <laughs> yeah, because we, we we that's copyrighted. We can't take that. But, uh, but no, good, I, I would good, say Narnia. Good mythical evening. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks, thanks, friend <laughs>
1: Link. Thanks, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. We did have an interesting question though. Yeah, okay, Let's this get is into what, it. I don't know if we talked to. Have we talked about this? What's your favorite brand of car slash truck and why?
0: Ooh, we have not. Are we talking about specific are we talking models? About, are we talking about like models? And are we st- like doing it, certain decades or just let's like say of all? Because your boy time?
1: would love. Okay, so did you know Beth and I like we've we been working on our budgeting and stuff like that and kind of think about what would one of our dream retirement goals would be? We both want to own a dope car. Well, like at the end, like you better we, figure out one car
0: that you both. Well, no, I was about to say because, <laughs>
1: because like we are we're driving a big old stinking camper I say, around. Do
0: you realize how many weddings you got to pay for? We're sending the mugs to Vegas. What, uh, what
1: retirement do you think you're having? Hey, we made our fame on the courthouse. They can start their families in the courthouse. Wow. So that's a Beth joke. That's why it's funny. Um, but like we're driving around this four transit and a minivan and a little blue car that just mainly is we're driving it so that our kids have something to drive when they're sixteen. We want something cool. So, like when we're when we're old and retired, we want a cool car.
0: So you, I would love a Studebaker. You know what? Janine, I would love a Studebaker. Janelle would really love rather than a cool car. She'd really like a motorhome, like a, a straight up. She's motor been home.
1: watching. That's that's like uh,
0: Janelle from Sister, Sister Wives, which yeah. Sister
1: Wives is a hot oh,
0: mess. Man, oh my goodness! So I follow. Cody all is long. the
1: biggest baby in all time, man. Oh,
0: he's. Well, okay. So years ago, years ago, I I said I wanted to meet Cody and hang out with them and talk with them. And I still feel that way, but now it's not going to be so much talking as coaching and counseling. On why are you an idiot? You you, you suck at all four marriages. Can we focus on maybe get, being good at one? Because well, you're, I guess it's three marriages. You know, now. With,
1: with oh, if you don't watch Sister Wives and you're trying Sorry. to catch up, it's too late. But like with, with Christine, like you know, getting
0: get divorced, leaving Cody, and whatever, and all these different well, it's, things. It's not really. It's a spiritual divorce. That's true. They, they they were never married because the they're place. only she's he's only legally married to Robin. Correct. And that he's only legally married to Robin because he's he, he had actually to get, married a Robin. He had to get legally. That mother three well, wives don't do nothing. He was legally married to Mary. Correct first, but he got divorced from her on the basis because that was the only way to adopt Robin's kids. Correct. Which Correct. is hey, I'm all for it. Like like you're all for was, polygamy. That no, but that was a good reason, right? He was doing it out of the goodness of like wanting to bring them legally. Into the family. I guess right, but. No, but that, that's not. A sh- but good that's the.
1: I remember him on like, one of the interviews. Like we were trying to show the world that the, the beauty of polygamy and that it can work. And it's like, nah, bro. We you did, just,
0: well, he said he said like, all we did was show them to the dysfunctionality. Like, Hundred yeah, percent. You did because I mean I love Beth and you love Janelle. There ain't no way. No. Look, I have a hard time handling one. I can't even imagine um, four.
1: Handling? No, bro. You have a hard
0: time. Being handled you... by
1: one. <laughs> wow. This show just became PG-13 all of a sudden. That is Not uncomfortable. That Not that Not that way. I feel uncomfortable. Eddie, who? So, we're talking about this cars. Is what,
0: you know what? You really need to practice some, some Romans 12, okay? Renew, and, renew my mind? And renew your mind.
1: Yeah, but also, the Apostle Paul says, don't forsake the marriage <laughs> either.
0: <laughs> he said...
1: Saka Solomon, baby, Wait. we just go end it there.
0: He said, Don't forsake I would the rather have you as I am single. <laughs> Too late. Um, but, anywho. Anyway. So, so Janille wants
1: an RV. That was
0: a really bad rabbit trail. It was. So, Janille so, wants an RV. So Janier, really? Janille would want an RV. But if I had to pick like a dope car, right? I'll just, okay. If it's not a Studebaker, okay. I want a Challenger, baby. The okay, original so, Challenger. That's so, so hot. I think my dream car. Is a 1957 Chevy pickup truck, that exact year, because I love the body style. 1957 Chevy pickup truck. Look, he's looking it up now. Get it in the images, but I would I would settle for like a, a 19. Oh, those are hot. Like a 19. Yeah, these, these are yeah. sweet, aren't they, dude? But I want the total. like one for I want church, the total wood council. bed. I want the wood bed. Yeah.
1: So um, our. It might have been a, I don't know. It might have been the Ford body. Maybe he's a Chevy. I don't know. But our chancellor up at Northland had one of those, like originally, so, and it was just chilling in the field. So the like, there was kids who were working on cars and they restored if, it. If if I couldn't, was awesome. if
0: I couldn't get that, I would settle for like a 1954 to a 1955 Ford pickup truck. See, but one I, I'm like good too. with
1: years. I love Studebakers. I think Studebakers are so cool. But also, I'm I'm obsessed
0: with South Bend. If you want, yeah, you well, know? Studebakers are cool. But if you want like a real. Cool muscle car 1969 Plymouth Barracuda. That's what you those want, those are hot or 1970. I guess, I guess I, you could be okay with the 1970. So, if
1: we're talking about today's model, and I said, All right, Fuller, what car are you going to go buy right that's, now? That's reasonable. So, I mean, trucks really aren't reasonable, but not uh, like what was
0: it called? I'm going to go buy. I mean, I would love an Alfa Romero. <laughs> I, I, no, <laughs> I would so love being an Alfa Romero, man. I do have a dream but, dude, car for like modern day. See, I was, I I'm a Honda
1: guy, man. I just want a Honda, I do not buy. I, I had to buy a Ford because I had to. That was the only car we could buy for our family. But we have a Toyota minivan. I love it. I have a little Hyundai okay. Sonata. little, sure. But I'm a big Honda guy. Sure. I love Hondas. I can work on them. They're easy to work with. The parts aren't too expensive. Oh, what is it called? But check this out. My dream car yeah, always as a thing. kid, though, was an Audi. I always wanted an Audi, an Audi. Sorry, an Audi. I always wanted an Audi or I wanted a Beamer. Like a, a, oh, really? A BMW 526i. Suckers are hot. Not a three, two, five, because those are cheapies. We don't want the cheapy one. We want the five. Oh, I
0: cannot the BMW find five series. Right. I'm stalling right now because you're, you're looking all, know, at something. I know. I know. So I can't find it. Do you want a Bavon? That, there, well, no. There's a Toyota version. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that, right. The new electric truck they just kicked out. No, I no, want a 2022 Nexo fuel cell car. A what? It's a hydrogen car. It runs on hydrogen. Like it converts oxygen, hydrogen. It converts hydrogen. In the atmosphere? Into, into, into it, no, you 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 charge it with hydrogen, but it, it converts it into um, electricity. And it so basically, you're driving cells. a
1: hydrogen bomb.
0: You're driving a hydrogen dude, bomb, dude. But they're so cool. It's like saying
1: I want my car to be powered by nukes. But. They're so cool, bro. How much does that cost? It's though? hydrogen. Pull, how much does that cost? So
0: I've looked it up, right? So the starting cost, you can get in for about $59,000. Shut up. If what? If you want the, the upgraded... Uh, the upgraded model. The upgraded okay. model is about $64,000 right now. And then what th- would you have to buy in other. order to charge it? Like Oh, I'm sure. Well, so here's the cool thing, right? They're running a special right now. Oh,
1: um, are
0: they? The next the next five years worth of fuel are free. It's on them. They give you... They give you five years worth of hydrogen fuel. That's weird. So it's like, so a tank of hydrogen gets you about 500 miles on one tank. Okay. Uh, So you figure, all right, I could five, you know, five years worth of the 500 miles. Oh, you know, a week, basically I could do that. I could do that. That'd be fun. I don't know why it would just be fun.
1: I mean, I thought That's, it'd be, I, I think it sounds cool. And no, I'm not I'm actually of, here for electric cars. I'm not going to lie. I so think electric I cars am are not fantastic.
0: because they are terrible for the environment. There's no way. That to, is true. The batteries to, are not good. They, the, 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 so mining all the, the, the lithium and stuff like that is horrible for the environment. And then how are you, they ha, nobody has ever answered this question. How are you going to dispose of that battery? They're toxic waste. They're just chilling right now in California, aren't they? And the desert. No. no, well, some of them are, but like, yeah. So you got all these batteries, these big, massive cells. Which think about it, right? How long does a car battery last for? Uh, six, six six years. They they recommend between three to five years you change it. Okay. Okay. So how much do you think a battery cell right now in a Tesla costs? In a Tesla? Yep. Um, I looked it up in a
1: h- hybrid, but I don't know what a Tesla is.
0: So a Tesla is running anywhere between ten and fifteen thousand dollars to replace the battery. Okay.
1: Now that's assuming the body can last that long.
0: So you're thinking about every three to five years, let's say seven years, okay. you're, you're dropping 15 grand. That's not okay. I am not here for the electric car. I'm just not. It's too expensive for me. I mean, the price tag, the initial get in the price tag alone, and then on top of that, now you're changing on a battery. Even if it lasted 10 years, would you want to drop 15 grand, 10 to 15 grand on a battery every I mean say now you say, have to budget
1: it because it's a lot the price, cheaper than the gas.
0: Say the price drops. Is it though? Because look at energy costs right now. So you're plugging in at your house. Have you noticed your energy bill gone up? Because it has. I'm on auto pay, so I, I don't Okay. Know. Well, your energy bill's gone up. It okay. went it went up earlier this year. Okay. By a lot. So over ten years it's probably gonna go up even more. So really are you saving? I don't know. I don't. I'm it's, scared. I'm scared to, to, to me, answer any question. To right me, now. to me, it's like the uh, the solar panel argument. You know where people are like, oh, solar panel, it'll pay for itself in five years, and you'll get credit back because you're you're charging onto the grid. In all reality, it never works that way. Ask Brandon Soche. <laughs> so really, yeah, yeah. All right, what's our next oh, question? Uh, Sorry,
1: this is an easy one. Cat or dog?
0: Ooh, dog. Neither.
1: <laughs> I've had them all. Catcher I'm easier. Tire. I would love a dog. I am but I tired have... of animals. So my buddy Devin, he he flat out told me the other day. I, I was making a joke about a dog. He goes, the day you buy a dog is the day that I show up and take that dog from you.
0: I think that he's like, you th- don't need a dog. That wasn't just the other day. Devin and I both said he that He that a lot. We said that at your old house when we first met Pastor Michael. Yeah.
1: And he, he said that again last week.
0: Yeah. Because you don't. You, yeah. We've seen you with the animals, bro.
1: It didn't go so well. And if you're if you're a rewinder, you remember me having a dog for less than 48 hours and I had to give him back. And a cat. Well, my mom has celery now. And a I miss cat. I miss celery. I actually like celery. I like cat. If I had to pick, though, probably cat. Cats I'm, are like easier to maintain. So much easier. I mean, litter boxes are gross. They are. But they have but, self-cleaners. Right. But I would be gone for, like, I mean, I mean, think about it. Like, when I went and visited Beth... I just filled up Celery's food bowl. My mom trekked him after, like, three days, and and he was was fine. bro was good chilling. He was fine. I mean, homeboy ate all his food, like, in one day, but he has enough fat cells and fat (laughs) reserves just to be able to continue on going. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: All right, so... so
1: Man, we got going on the, cars. Y'all yeah. were expecting to hear all yeah, that. Yeah,
0: no. So the coffee we're drinking tonight is uh, water, water and tea because your boys want to go sleep after because this. Because last week when we recorded, I had a anxiety attack from being too caf- caffeinated after the uh, and that's not podcasting. good. It's not a good. Thing that is for not me. a that is not a good
1: reputation to have on no, the show. No. So which uh, probably makes sense why we were so stinking hyper last week. That that probably makes, or last night episode, but last recording, like three, the two, last three two recordings, the right. last three out of four episodes, I guess. So, yeah, because last week we was adamant, but this is
0: five. So it's really the three. Either yeah, way, we episodes. was
1: the boys was caffeinated. Yeah, you're going to hear
0: it. Anyways, uh, Mark, would you like to read this review?
1: Sure. Is it because I have to read some words? I don't know how to say. No.
0: It's just because I read the last week's.
1: I love it. Well, hey, so this review was left way back in July, which is awesome that we still haven't gotten close to catching up on all the reviews yet. From Eric Lozano 33, it says, I stumbled upon this podcast on Spotify because I needed some encouragement to get me through the workday. At first, I wasn't sure if I would enjoy this podcast, but after listening to a few episodes, I found myself wanting more. I can relate to you guys, and your personalities are very entertaining. Thank you guys for what you do, and keep doing what you're doing. You didn't read the title, though. A breath of fresh air. A
0: breath of fresh air.
1: Dude, are we like the minty fresh? Like, are we stride gum?
0: <laughs> Dirty mouth.
1: Chew or, it up with the Orbit. <laughs> oh, I forgot those. The, man. Well, there's some good OG commercials, Like, OG there Doritos, was. OG Orbits. Were good. I like the five gums. The five gums were Ooh, cool. yeah. Slim Jims were my all-time favorites. My
0: though. favorite. Slim Jims my fi- Carrot Top. See, my favorite commercial was probably the. Right?
1: Was Carrot Top Slim Jim? Was he, was, was he a spokesperson for Slim Jim? Carrot Top?
0: I don't remember. I think Sean White was for. A little I think bit. you're. I think you're right. But I saw Dr. Pepper with the Wednesdays. the beef jerky with the the Sasquatch. Yes. Okay. Those were good. That was a hilarious. Two. I just laugh so hard. It's like the mayhem commercials. You can avoid mayhem just like me. You know the guy that gets hurt all the time. Mayhem was
1: fantastic. All Allstate has had some good ones over the years. Progressive guy. The insurance companies. State Farm uh, with the fishing pole. Oh, 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 almost got it. Almost got that one. Like, I, I yeah, what's up with these insurance companies making some dub know, commercials? But they're hilarious. I don't remember
0: what they're talking about, be, but they're funny commercials. We used
1: to be scared to talk about our favorite commercials at the Christian school because they were always beer commercials and we'd oh. get in trouble. But the old so, OG, okay.
0: like the, Bud Light commercials. So the best Budweiser commercial. Sorry. Uh, I'm not I mean, promoting. I, I'm a sucker for the Clydesdales. I'm not. Dude, that's what I was going to say. So the best one. Wait, it, wait, wait, it wait, 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 wait. Finish your thought first. Finish your thought first. I was You're just not promoting. Saying, I'm not promoting to go out and get smashed and hammered. Well, just no, i
1: saying that. Just don't
0: drink Budweiser. That just, crap's gross. So Budweiser commercial, right? Don't drink Budweiser. It's gross. The, cl- cl- the Clydesdales? S- so Bud Light's what? gross too, Joe. So uh, so the it was a Super Bowl commercial. Okay. And... <laughs> thinking about it because i'm thinking about it laughing i'm texting joe so right now that it's I told the him that. uh it's the one where the uh there's a zebra out and he's got like he's looking at a replay he's got like the hood over and he's like looking into the screen or whatever okay and there <laughs> there's two cowboys and the one cowboy goes that raps a jackpot but he uses the other word and the other cowboy goes, "Nope, I believe that's a zebra." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And it, I just died. I'm like, they did not just say that. That is awesome. It was the best Clydesdale the, commercial.
1: I, I mean, I don't remember a lot of the commercials. I remember the, the the heartfelt ones.
0: Do you remember the frogs Budweiser commercials? The frogs? Yeah, they used to be like Bud Weiser. A little bit. You don't remember those? They were on the Lily Pad. Pads I feel and
1: like that? by t- I, and I don't remember most of the commercials, but by the time I remembered, I
0: feel like a lot of them were more Bud Light. Commercials. so my my aunt because she liked Budweiser and she watched those commercials so much or maybe it was her ex-husband at uh, her husband at the time uh, but they had three cats and they named one bud one white and one Zer. and so they'd go Budweiser and all three cats would run it was hilarious that is funny it was epic
1: so, after talking about different types of Budweisers, how do you stay faithful in your Christian walk?
0: <laughs> Don't drink Budweiser. You know, we
1: were we were going back and forth on different episodes because of just you know the holidays and a lot of the stuff that's going to be happening with Lennox. We're like, we got to just get a lot of episodes in the bank and try to record as much as we can. Right now,
0: we're batch recording three episodes right, what's a tonight? tonight.
1: So I was like, how about we do one and we just have an honest conversation about just how do you stay faithful? Not me, you fuller. How do you that's the whole episode? How do you stay faithful? We're not talking about me at all. Well, but you know, but no, it started just like a basic conversation. Just so how do we stay faithful on our Christian walk? And so we kind of were just going back and forth and just like, hey, this is just a great one. Let's just come, let's just chat about it, let's just have a conversation. And you felt
0: inspired and you wrote notes. I you I, came prepared for this episode. Was, and it was actually I did like, not. I was thinking through it and then no, I started I, I, thinking I prepared, more, but and I then like I was like, bro, out. I got some like things to say so intentional guided things to say semi-guided so guided the first thing i want to say is c.s lewis says <laughs> the first thing i want to say is something to c.s lewis says. that's a
1: good thing speaking of uh lord of the rings and narnia yeah
0: we're bringing it back full circle baby so uh c.s lewis says focus on giants you stumble that's max lucado not c.s lewis focus on god giants tumble oh, i'm sorry that's max lucado you're right I was reading. I missed his name. So that's what (laughs) Max Lucano said. Focus on giants. You stumble. Focus on God. Giants stumble. Usually I put a space in between those, but I don't know why I didn't. Uh, C.S. Lewis said we must lay before him what is in us, not what ought to be within us. I really like that one. And then Charles Spurgeon says faith and obedience are bound up in the same bundle. He that obeys God trusts God and he that trusts God obeys God. He that is without faith is without works, and he that is without works is without faith. Oh, you kind of like that back and forth, don't you? I
1: do. But what's funny though is the fact of Bonhoeffer even has a quote that goes along he, that line. Speaking wait, of Bonhoeffer, wait, wait did wait, you bring that one up too? Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Was it in here? No, I didn't. Okay, because like, there's sure. a classic one. That, there was some good ones um, in there. I
1: had people actually get mad at our church for having this up on the church sign, and I had to take it down because they don't like having this in front of their face. It says only. Uh, only he who believes is obedient, and only he who is obedient believes. And so it kind of goes hand in hand of like you're basically putting your money where your mouth is, or like what James says, you say you have
0: faith, right? but I'm going to show you that I have faith. Right. You you say you have faith without works, but I'm going to show you my faith by my works.
1: And that's kind of, you know, it's kind of funny. We're just thinking about this big picture. You kind of put this in the question of how you say faithful your beliefs with your walk. Right. And, and that struggle back and forth. So I know you got some notes, man. So I yeah, say, let's so just go through I would your notes. Say, and, I would say, uh, my how in. do you
0: stay faithful in your Christian walk? Number one is man. be unwavering or steadfast in your belief in God. Be unwavering. Unwavering or steadfast. That's what the little backslash is for. <laughs> <laughs> so Matthew 24 and 9 through 14 says, Then they will hand you over to be persecuted, and they will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of my name. Then many will fall away, betray one another, and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Because lawlessness will multiply, the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. The good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and the end will come. 1 Corinthians, ooh, I just touched you, you the button. You hit a button. 1 uh, Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Psalm 51, 10 through 12 says, God, create, an, create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. And James 1.12 says, Blessed is the one who endures trials because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So, what does that mean to you, my good friend? When you think of being unwavering and steadfast in your belief to God, what does that mean to you?
1: I mean, I know what it means, but then I have a, I have a question coming out of it. So normally when I think it's unwavering, I think of like a – I'll do a sport analogy, all right? Sure. Like we are unwavering Notre Dame fans, right? Yes. Whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're doing great, whether they suck. The good We're times, still, the bad times. You're still sticking with it because that's cold, just weird. A cold that's, Stanford game. Ugh, that was awful that was awful but it's like that's what I think of you're unwavering in sure. that or like you're unwavering in a conviction that you have like kind of like you know the the mac versus pc or the the, the joke about the dogs or cats that we had earlier or, or right. types of cars you know when you're unwavering in your belief you're the fact of nope this is the truth this is what I'm standing in and I don't care what I don't care what the heck you have to say. It's, to me. It's I don't not, care. It's not being able to be swayed. Correct, and it's kind of like your feet are anchored in concrete. That's right. what I think. Like your feet, if you are steadfast, you can have your feet legit put them in a the concrete. You can't move, or like a fence post that's shoved into concrete. Right, it ain't going to be blown around when the wind shows up. It's going to be or anchored like,
0: to something, or like scripture says, not being tossed to and fro.
1: Right, like you're, as you're a wave in the sea. Right, and that's talking about uh, uh, don't be unwave. Oh,
0: goodness it's, it, um, it,
1: it, it's about oh what was it a, a Double a, it's i'm, I, I, I'm it like up. two-faced but I'm like, no, that's, i know that's 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 I, spider-man i like look at it <laughs> he's like two-faced um but uh, he's who's like uh it's it's about going back and forth on your mind is, is i right. think what it is is going from here to here but you know this is what, kind of where the question comes like all right so yeah just be steadfast in your belief man but the, the kind of the question becomes okay so what happens when you start having doubts about your faith what happens when you start having the questions of is God real? Is God there? Can, can God hear me? What happens when all the, the people who are, you know, you're all over, you're on TikTok and you hear TikTok theology, not in the good kind, and they're just trying to debunk everything in Christianity. So then the question goes, is how do you remain faithful when all those things are coming to you? And then how do you remember the works of God? And how do you keep your eyes focused on him when all the storms around you are going to and fro and you're starting to even ask the question of, is this even real? I think that's where it gets hard. It's easy to and the good times, kinda we're talking about that situation that we were just talking about for the show where it's like, you know, when the good times are good, it's good. But then the bad times are bad. You're like, God, where are you? I thought you loved me.
0: Well, and I think that's why you know? James said in James one, 12 blessed is the one who endures mm-hmm. trials, right? It's not the one who, you know, is excited about trials who welcome trials. It's the one who endures. And what's that word endure means? It means like you're, you're you grind it out You're man. You're, you're having to really fight to get through it, but you're doing it right. You're right. enduring to the end. Uh, because when we, uh, when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him, right? So it's not like um, the reward is not so much like we shouldn't be in it for a reward, but the reward is that um, if we remain faithful, if we remain unwavering and steadfast in those hard times, mm-hmm. that's where we, um, where we actually find a reward on the other side. And I'm not saying the other side of death. I think it's the other side of the trial. Like, I know this is talking about, James is talking about the other side, like, of eternity, right? That's where you're going to find the crown of life, and to those who promise, or that he promised to those who love him. But I'm saying, like, when you see how faithful God is to you, um, in so much so that as we were sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's Romans 5? no. Why we're still sinners? Christ died for us. Yeah. What what is that? What passage is that?
1: Hearing is loved. It, that's First
0: John. Is it First John? First John four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's what that's a reward for us here, right? That we can see that um, that that He died for us, and we can take solace in that promise that when we are sinners, when we mess up, when we fail, um, as long as we continue to press on and continue the race. Uh, it shows that he's already paid the pr- penalty and the price for us. Right? Yeah,
1: and it's going to get hard. And that's the thing is the fact of it's going to get hard. Life is not going to be easy. And, like, I, I actually taught in Junior High Chapel ECA the other week. And
0: Ephesians 4, by the way, was that to and fro 14. Yes, yes. Ephesians 4, 14.
1: Um, and so we were talking about Psalm 77 in there and asking the question of what do you do when it feels like God's not listening? Oh, yeah. What do you feel like when God's not picking up the phone, when God ain't texting you back, when God just seems to so ghosted you? What do you do? And, you know, in that psalm, I'm going to read it real quick, not sure, the whole psalm, but it talks about, um, Not maybe I'll read the whole psalm because it kind of has a point. It says, I cried aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. I sought the Lord in my day of trouble. My hands were continually lifted up all night long. So he's saying, I'm going to cry to God and he will hear me. Um, and it says, I sought the Lord in my day of trouble. My hands were continually lifted up all night long, but I refuse to be comforted. I think of God i groan. I meditate, my spirit becomes weak. You have kept me from closing my eyes. I am troubled and I can't speak. I consider the days of old, years long past. At night, I remember my music. I meditated my heart and my spirit ponders. Will the Lord reject me forever and never show me favor? Has his faithful love ceased for forever and his promise at the end for all generations? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? And in this verse, uh, the, the, the idea is the fact of what happens when we don't hear from God. And the first is it's inevitable. It will happen. Like there's going to be times where you cry out to God and, and you're like, Oh, he'll hear me. He'll hear me. And you're like, are you going to forsake me forever? Like, you know, this has got to this point of saying God, he's like, God's not
0: talking back. Okay. But is he not talking back or is he giving the answer? We just don't like it. Not listening.
1: Well, it continues. It continues. So right. I, I won't answer for that one. But then the second one is the fact of um, when it happens, it's going to hurt. Like, when you see the psalmist, he's like, I, I couldn't be comforted. I, my eyes couldn't close. I felt sick. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything because I was so just distraught. And it says, you know, has God forsaken to be gracious? Has he, in his anger, withheld his compassion to me? And so, you know, I kind of had the thought of like, okay, so what happens? Not just what happens, but truths about not hearing from God is, A, it's going to happen. B, it's going to hurt. And C, it's going to cause you to doubt your belief in God. So I think that there are things there, but then the question is, is I what think that's a general do?
0: statement though that can't be generalized. What do you Because not everybody will doubt. It, it can ha- It's going to happen. It can hurt, but it doesn't mean that there's necessarily everybody's going to doubt either. That's a generalization that I don't think can be there. I'll give you that one, but I'm, I also saying, like, I'm not saying that it won't happen for some. Right, I'm just saying I don't think we can generalize it and say. But it, I think it's, it's not like sit
1: there down. But I'm done with God forever. But you start to have those doubts of like He started having the doubts of okay, have you forgotten me? Are you angry at me? Okay, has your, so, has your faithful
0: love ceased? Right, have you rejected your so favor? So that's Will that, never show up. That's again? the psalmist, right? And, right. I, and I get that. That's what it's coming from the psalmist. But to say that that because we know somebody personally who has not lost who has not had doubt who has not been unwavered and going through a hard a very hard trial right now and yet he still finds his hope and peace and rest in God through mm-hmm. this hard trial. And then the question that is, is unwavering and steadfast in his belief.
1: Right. And so then the question then becomes is like, like, like this person, I know who, who you're talking about. Right. So what do you do in those problems though, when the trials come up and the storms come and he continues on, he says, you know, I'm going to remember the works of God. I am remember the days of old. I'm going to sure. look back and remember all the promises that God made to his Israel. Cause right. he's David. He look back at Abraham, look back at Noah, look back at Moses and says God kept all his promises there, he's kept all his promises in my life, he's going to keep his promises moving forward, too. And so, like, for me, when I have this unwavering steadfastness in your belief in God, you know, it's kind of going back to the idea of trials are going to happen, we're going to go through trials, but at the same time, like what James says, blessed is the one who endures trials. Like, it's going to be hard, but how do you go through those trials? You remember the works God has already done in history, in your life. In Hebrews, you looked unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, you look to the saints because we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us saying, hey, we did it. You can do it too. Right. And so how do we remain steadfast? steadfast in your belief in God is the fact of you remember who God was, his promises, his nature, and just who he is. Yeah. And you see how that's worked in your own life and go, well, if that happened back then... It can happen right now. Sure. I just don't know the big picture what's going on. Sure,
0: Yeah, and I would say uh, to tag on to that, I mean, there's other things that you can do, right? The church is is supposed to be more, we talked about this, it's more than just a community. It's the family of God, right? Mm-hmm. We laugh together. We cry together. We pray for one another. We love one another, right? So that's that leaning Leaning and gleaning is what I like Leaning to say, Leaning and gleaning, right? baby. I you, like that. You may be weak and I may be strong. I may be weak. You may be strong, but we lean and we glean from each other, right? You're happy. Man, I'm kind of down right now, but you know what? I'm so glad you're happy. So that kind of gives me a little bit of the joy of how happy you are. And likewise, I, I'm i sad and it kind of at the same time, man, you kind of a little bit sad for me, a little bit brokenhearted. So we lean on each other. We glean from each other. You can also... Uh, Press in with prayer. I think we do not. Um, I, I think we. Let's we, just be we honest. We under, call
1: spade to spade. I'm terrible well, at praying,
0: And I think that's the problem, right? I think that we uh, underestimate the power of prayer. If you look at all the great theologians, all the great saints of the day, they were enthralled with prayer first. That personal one-on-one relationship with Christ. They prayed diligently. Without prayer, what is there, right? Is God a magic genie that we just call upon him in our hard times? Well, he's going to say, well, who are you? I don't have a relationship with you. We don't talk. You don't, you don't pray. You pray when the times are bad, but not when the times are good. You look t- t- for me to help you in times of agony and pain, but in times of joyfulness and happiness, you want nothing to do with me. Is that a relationship built on love? Well, that's something you got to answer for yourself. The third thing I would suggest is dig into the word, right? God has given us so many answers already to most of, not all of our problems, but most of our problems, right? Most of our woes of, man, um, you know, I'm just feeling really down. Well, look back uh, at God's promises in his word. Hey, I promised I'm never going to leave you forsake you. I know the hairs on your head. If I take care of the flowers and the fields and the birds in the air, how much more will I take care of you who I love, right? There's all these promises of God that go to the people and his children and those who he loves. But if you're not in the scripture, how are you going to be reminded of those things, right? And that's what the Israelites did with the names of God. It was to remember the nature of the God who hears and the God who's present and the God who's before me and the God who's with me. Right, exactly, and so these are these are the things that you know. Yeah, we can look back on on the good times, and I agree that that is another huge thing that you hit on was look back at the times when God was faithful. Look at the times when you were close. Right, that should excite you and invigorate you to get want to get back to those times. But how do you do that through prayer, uh, diligent prayer, mm-hmm. intentional prayer through scripture? Reading His Word, learning His promises, and through family of God community, right, leaning on each other, gleaning from each other. Um, you may be able to share something with me that I wasn't. I mean, I was feeling down, and then you shared, "Hey, I was reading this in Scripture today, and it's like, wow, that's pretty cool." Like, and it kind of picks me up. So, and likewise, same for for me to you. You know, it, it just goes all the way around. So, those were the things that I would say could help you. Uh, be unwavering and steadfast in your belief.
1: Yeah, and I think also it's, it, it can go back to what you put in your mind. And I know this isn't going to sure. something you're going to talk about here in a little bit, but you know if we're constantly putting junk in and listening to junk all the time, and I'm not talking like out of Stanford, just music. I'm talking about, what you listen to in terms of the influence that is around you. Yeah. The podcast you listen to. Right. The music the music you listen sure. to, the teaching you listen to, the advice you're given. Yeah. You know, if we're constantly the Bible says, you know, don't be conformed to the image of this world, but but be transformed. Be transformed by the, the renewing of your mind. And in doing such, that's how you keep your mind focused on Jesus is the constant renewal of your mind. Right. Which kind of goes yeah. into you know what you're trying to talk about here, number
0: two. Well, yeah, your so, your little note number two. So, so number two, I would say of I got to keep remembering the title how to how to stay faithful in your Christian walk. We're professionals, guys. I, I just got to remember how we keep wording it is uh, separate yourself. Exactly what you're saying. Separate yourself from the world's thoughts and patterns and practices. So often we get uh, we get caught up. I don't say we intentionally as Christians go out and seek these, but we get caught up in, in um, the, the the thoughts, patterns and practices of the world. I'm so guilty of this. I'm so guilty of, of just being like, Oh, I'm going to scroll on Facebook and just check. Like, I'm just going to check the Facebook group, you know, real talk Christian community page real fast. And it's like, okay, I want to watch this video. Oh, and there's another video. Oh, and there's another video oh, and, and there's an, and they got you right yeah so i get caught up in it so uh philippians 316 through 21 says in case We should live up to whatever truth we have attained. Join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. For I have often told you, and now are saying again with tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is their shame. And they focus on earthly uh, things. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly wait for a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glory, glorious body by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. So if you live in the accordance to others, we, we, we see the ways of the world, right? And, and, and we talked about their end is destruction, right? Their, their God is their stomach. Uh, their glory is their shame. The things that they're like, oh, look at me. I'm I'm so, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this when we get into the, the bougie, bougie talk next week. How bougie is too but, bougie. But their, the glory, right? The, the hey, look at me, uh, is to their shame and their focus on earthly, on their earthly things is going to end up in their destruction. But our citizenship in heaven, we should be eagerly awaiting the Savior and we should be imitating Christ even as Paul did, right? And and that's what we should be doing. So Romans 12, 1 through 2, we just talked about this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. You want to know what God's will is? There you go. (laughs) So uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 6, 14 through 18, do not be yoked together with those who do not believe. For what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What agreement does Christ have with Belial? Or what does a believer have in common? with an unbeliever and what agreement does the temple of god have with idols for we are the temple of the living god and god said i will dwell and walk among them and i will be their god and they will be my people therefore come out from among them and be separate says the lord do not touch any unclean thing and i will welcome you and i will be your uh, father to you and you will be sons and daughters to me says the lord almighty now first i can hear people going but chris
1: it's supposed to be in the world. We're Supposed
0: to be in the world. world. D- Did you want to listen to your own episodes? <laughs> Don't you listen to this? And I'm like, yes, we are supposed to be in the world, but we are not supposed to do what the world does. There's a difference, right? So we've been talking about this at Southside, and and you can't. You you we're supposed to be in the world, but not part of the world. And what I mean by that is that we're in the world. We're being that that salt. We're being that light on a, on a hill we're being the light that shines before men that they see our good works and glorify our father, right? Not glorify us, but glorify our father in heaven. They're not focusing in on us. So we are so different. We are so set apart. We are holy, which means set apart that, uh, we are not, we are, we are obviously different from the world, but yet still functioning within the world. So Matthew, but let me oh. let me let me
1: let me stop right here with All this right, one too, because I was looking up uh, an article because I was like, man, this this gives me a thought, you know. Yeah. Go when we're it. talking about being yoked together, I mean, the idea was the fact of when you're plowing a field, you want to have two equal, you know, bulls or whatever pulling this thing. Because if you got a big old bowl and then you got a little old like you got Tink on the other
0: <laughs> thing, you're, tink's, you're, tink's my little pomsky. Uh, like if you Oscar. got a, if
1: you got a big old bull on one side, then you're Pomsky on the other. They're not going to go straight because they're not pulling together right. in the same direction. It's the idea of the fact of who are you hitching yourself with to go through life? Right. And, you know, there's a lot of research out there where, I mean, it's, it's the whole idea of show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Like right, that exactly. whole push out. But there's also a lot of stats that show that you will be most like the most five people you put yourselves around. Everything from finances like, you will actually like, – like, if you surround – like, I don't want to say if you're poor, but, like, if you're, like, lower middle class and you go surround yourself with, like, super rich people that you want to be like, you'll probably end up being like them. Same with people who are super fit in fitness because you just start to navigate towards what they're pulling you in to do. Right. Same with – they even have stats for obesity, for smoking, for good things, for bad things, just all these different temperaments because the idea of what they're trying to say is whatever your ecosystem of your social sphere is, that's the – tendency and navigations you're going to pull to. And Proverbs know? talks about that a lot. And we're going to talk about that a lot next week, but it's kind like, of like, you know, what we're talking about um, with, with various situations that are going on with with family and ourselves and whatnot, where it's like, we see people and it's like, you keep making terrible decisions, but is that because of who you're surrounding yourself by? Now, of course, you got to own up to your own decisions. Sure. But I'm thinking for like, for, for me, if I am sitting there wanting to exercise and work out, but I'm always around people who just don't and don't want to do whatever i'm not going to be more inclined to be pulled that way the same way if you're surrounding yourself with people of faith right you're gonna be more pulled in that direction of keeping your eyes on jesus rather than people who are not and doing the complete opposite
0: and i see it happening all the time though like people that don't normally drink right i see this all the time at work people who don't drink they're around a bunch of people that speaking about love to love to drink drink all the time right and so what do they end up doing? It's not even peer pressure. Nobody's telling them to drink a beer, but they they, they drink it. It's osmosis effect. And then they start drinking another and then they drink another and and why? Why? Because of the environment, the the ecosystem in which they surrounded themselves with. That's the thing that the ecosystem. And the big is doing. one, like with the 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 chef
1: world with smoking's a huge one because right. of your smoke breaks and all these right. different things. Yeah,
0: because you don't get a break other unless you t-
1: smoke at a certain. And night. you start talking how like the people you're surrounded right. by. You start thinking like it. You yep. start spending your time and money on certain things. And not so, that we yeah.
0: shouldn't, as Christians, And we're not harp. I
1: mean, it's no, just no. a reality, but, yeah, no, but it's a fact. It's a fact. It's a reality. As
0: Christians, we should we should still interact with the world, but that shouldn't be our ecosystem. Right. That's what we're saying. Right. Because so, you're hooked up to the wrong thing. If you're trying to go, you're trying to be pushed towards Jesus and you're right. other people go out running with you, that's the lot. That's, that's hard. Right. So Matthew 5, 13 through 16, which I just mentioned, says you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. This means what we said all the time, what? Being useful. Being useful. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So... How do we separate yourself from the world, thought patterns, and practices? We'll get back to this. I know this episode's already running long, but we're going to keep going with it. So how how do we separate ourselves? I think it, it goes back to what you were just saying. We make sure our ecosystem is that of the same yoke as what we need to be, which is imitators of Christ. Mm-hmm. If the people you hang around with most, admire most, spend the most time with, talking to the most, are not of that same mindset of being imitators with Christ, I would call for you to re-examine who your ecosystem is. And I would say if you're, who you're choosing to be with. Yeah, because you can't like control work. You one, right. can't always control no, but, that. But you but can't i control saying, school. What I'm saying is if your, your ecosystem of, of choice, right? Right. So what you're choosing, I would say, if you're doing that, right, and you're being unequally yoked, as we saw uh, in 2 Corinthians, that at that point, you need to look at the ecosystem you've chosen and start really questioning.
1: And I think that goes back to, you know, for the rhythms that we talked about with the Advent season, trying to work yeah. through what good rhythms to have. This is why having a rhythm of church Sunday morning, maybe small group during the week, podcast Thursday morning, like other like create these rhythms sure. so that way the people you're surrounding yourself with, and that's what we're hoping with a Facebook group can be too, is maybe some friendships can be made inside of that. Yeah, definitely. Where it's other people who are going along the same trajectory and goal and vision for their life you know
0: you want people to surround yourself with that in your life too right so uh what's a another way that uh we can, we can stay, stay faithful, faithful in our christian walk uh the third thing i would say is to choose to do what is right it's a choice it's you got you got to choose to do right because if we're left to our own nature we choose to do what <laughs> is like wrong. It's like that
1: mug that just uh, the the Mission Aware just kicked out with, where it says, do not listen to your heart. No, no, don't follow your
0: heart. Don't don't follow your like heart.
1: Like there's that little, it's a cute little campfire mug and a cute little font that says, don't follow your
0: heart. Yeah. So Psalm 34, <laughs> 13 through 14 says, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Turn away from evil and do what is good. Seek peace. And pursue it. First Corinthians 10, 31 through 33 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or Greeks or the church of God, just as I also tried to please everyone and everything, not seeking my own benefit, but the benefit of many so that they may be saved. And that doesn't mean that he's going to go out and go to the brothel. That's not what he's talking about here. (laughs) Probably not. So Galatians 5, 16 through 26 says, I say then walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh for the flesh desires. What is against the spirit and the spirit desires. What is against the flesh? These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality, moral impurity, Uh, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. That's pretty much any sin. I am warning you about these things as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So I would say choose to do what is right. How do we do that? Walk in the Spirit. That's that's the best way, right? Prayer, Bible, church, family, ecosystem. Yeah, you I,
1: know, I, I talk about this with the kids quite a bit, is the fact of, we'll, we'll say, well, why did you do that? And they're like, because my sister did this. And we're like, that's not a good enough excuse. That's not a good answer. Sure, should your sister have done that to you? No. But, you know, you got to own up to your own actions, and you have to choose what is right. You know, it's not like we're going to stand before God one day, and he's going to be like, so what did you do? I don't know, man. These people were just jerks to me, so I was just tired of it, so I was doing it, and he's like, no, 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 no. What did, what did you do? Because right. the Bible says, you know, to seek after the, the, the calling of good job, good and faithful servant. Right. Like, that's the calling that we have is to be a servant of God. And if we're servants and if we're ambassadors of God and we're representing God, we need to live our life for God. Right. Which means choosing to do the right thing even when, A, no one else is doing it. Right. B, when you're going to get persecuted for it. And then, C...
0: Um, just because that's what you're called to do as a Christian. Right, yeah, is to be in, into obedience with God, which leads us into point number four. Do, 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 do. Love your neighbors in obedience to God. This is another way we can stay faithful uh, in just our Christian walk. do what walk, Jesus has commanded. Right? It's just... <laughs> It's pretty simple. So, Matthew 25, 34 through 46. I know it's a long one. Stay with me. Let's do it, baby. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when we did Uh, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink when did we see you as a, a stranger and take you in or without clothes and clothe you when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you and the king will answer them truly I tell you whatever you did for one of the the least of these brothers and sisters of mine you did for me then he will say to those On his left, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. I was naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, you did not take care of me. Then they will, they too will answer. Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or without clothes or sick or in prison and not help you? Then he will answer them. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Man, if that doesn't hit you between the eyes, I don't know what will. All right. I don't think that one needs any explanation, but we're going to go into nope. Romans thirteen eight through ten. Do not owe any anyone anything except to love one another. For the one who loves one uh, loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments: Do not uh, commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not covet. And any other commandment are summed up by this commandment: Love your neighbor as yourself. Love love does no wrong to a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. Not 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 to do away with, but the fulfillment. Mm-hmm. The completion. The completion. So Matthew 5, 43 through 48, this is the last verse I have, says, You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of the Father in heaven. For he causes his son, to his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what, what reward will you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same thing. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing out of the ordinary? Don't even the Gentiles do the same. Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. So love your Neighbors, love so so your let's enemies. let's start to wrap this up a little bit. Because yeah. so we
1: talked about some different principles that you can have to stay faithful in your Christian walk, but you know, to kind of to bring it into our personal lives a little bit. I think it'd be fair for us just to spend a couple minutes to just say, so when you wrap all these thoughts up, I mean, is is I mean, I know for you these are a lot of your notes. So this is how you remain faithful: is right. you stay steadfast, you pursue Jesus, you surround yourself with good people, you do what's right, and you love your neighbor. As the same way for yourself, but I think you love it, God and love others. And, two commandments, I, and I, but I think it, it it all goes back for me of going back to not just being steadfast in Jesus or steadfast in in, in gospel in, in 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 God and who He is, but the biggest thing for me that I've gone back to year after year after year after year, after year of dealing with doubts and questions, different things is I go back to. Okay, so what is the truth? Not what is truth, not philosophically, but sure, what is the truth? What's, what's the truth of all these things we have out there in the world that, you know, I've studied a lot of different faiths and I studied a lot of different cultures, but it all comes back to, for me is the fact of, I believe that we have enough evidence that proves that Jesus rose again from the dead. Sure. And if, and, and if homeboy uh, died and rose again, like he said, he's going to, I probably should listen to what he has to say. Cause if, you don't, you don't just rise again from the dead. Like if, if a dude rise again from the dead, I'm, I'm going to follow you because I'm going to, I'm going to do what you, what you tell me to do. Cause. You must be God, if that's what it is. And He's forgiving sins and He's doing all these different things. And so I start with the fact of I have enough belief in proof and evidence that Jesus rose again from the dead. So that means that whatever Jesus taught, I want to follow Jesus taught. Where do I find where Jesus taught? Well, the 12 disciples that were closest to him. What else did Jesus knew? He knew the Torah stinking well. He knew the prophets and the law phenomenally well he preached all those different things so if it comes back to the fact of you know so just what is the truth for me it's i believe in the truth of jesus which points forward to him coming again and it points back to what we read through the old testament of how god created the things advent (laughs) there you go but you know a lot of the, the 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 surety that i have is whether or not i feel like a christian this isn't don't misquote me on this whether or not i feel like a christian in the moment doesn't matter to me to be honest with you, That's just me. it's the fact of what's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is is Jesus is who he said he was. He died. He rose again. He ascended into heaven. His disciples were witnesses to it. The whole world was changed because of it. I want to follow that man. Sure. I want to follow him. And sure. so what does that mean then when I follow him? And a lot of that goes back into what it is, is the fact of, okay, I'm going to follow you and put my faith and trust in you. So what does that mean? Mean I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. I'm going to love God. I'm going to love my kids. I'm going to love those in my surrounding, in my community And if you're going to stay close to Jesus, you got to fight to stay close to
0: Jesus, you know? Right. And that's where, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not very good at it. Yeah. Well, it's all about intentionality, right? Mm -hmm. You you say you love someone. If you really love someone, you intentionally seek out to spend time with them, Mm -hmm. right? Like you and Beth, right? You didn't just say, Hey, "Hey, Beth, I love you. And then, and then never, never talked to her and never went down to Tennessee to see her or any, any of that. You think you guys would be married? I had married? put effort in. You guys think you'd be married today? Probably you not. You think ha- had you guys not drove back and forth, you'd be married today? Probably not. No, because you guys were intentional about your relationship, mm-hmm. and that's the same way we need to be intentional with God, right? And and if, if you remember, think back, right? You talked about looking back in the past, what mm-hmm. the psalmist was saying. So look back to your past. At those times where you were intentionally seeking God, were you closer or further away than you are now? Closer. Exactly. So it's that intentionality, right? It's that discipline that we talked about. It's that that rhythm that Pastor Michael talked about, mm. you got to get in and that And there's certain rhythm. things that I've done. Like, I mean,
1: intentionally, like, I mean, this is going to sound really funny, but like I have the tattoo of the Cairo on my forearm that remind me that Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. Every day, it's a reminder. I intentionally wear my WWJD bracelet to be like, how would Jesus live in this moment? So I do these really quirky things. Sure. I also, I mean, again, this, uh, my my brother-in-law got me this from Rome, but I actually have a crucifix on my decks. Like, like the actual like necklace, like the rosary. I have a rosary. I have a rosary on my desk. And I see all the time, I'm like, yeah, that's what Jesus did for me. And sometimes I'll see it, I'll say the Lord's Prayer, it'll remind me to be like, no, this, this is who I'm living for. And I, I was even telling Beth this, it's like, you know, I feel like as a husband, I'm not great in helping bring her before God, to which she'll say, I, I don't need you, I'm, I'm, I'm just as much a child of the as you are. But at the same time, as, well. as a husband... You know, trying it's to your, pray for Beth and to... It is your calling, It though. is my calling. I believe it, too. But it's... its I have a personal struggle. I'm just being very yeah, vulnerable. Oh no, yeah. I, I struggle with that sure. bad. And yeah. I know we've had a lot of conversations sure. around that where it's, you know, you're not going to necessarily... I don't want to say it's like, oh, you're not going to see me ever do this. That's not true. But the idea of, like, you know, leading my kids in devotions and trying to have these intentional, intense times, and I'm not very good at it, so I try to do a lot like what Co... What our buddy Cody says, where the fact of you don't have to have this moment of discipleship but make discipleship a rhythm sure going back to rhythms you know when you're talking your teaching kids are teaching questions teaching moments and you know my kids ask some really 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 good questions sure and so that causes me to think reflect answer and then go well shoot am i living in accordance with what i just told them <laughs> right you know and so there's nothing more humbling than having to answer a kid or apologize to a kid or anything like that oh yeah you know but staying faithful in your walk with christ you know, I go back to that Bonhoeffer quote all the time: "Where only the obedient believe, and only those who are the only those who obey believe, and only only the obedient believe." And staying faithful in your Christian walk, working out your own fear with you know, working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. There's work that we got to do to put into this. Not work to be saved, not work to be justified, right. not work to
0: be redeemed. It's to have that relationship. To have that relationship. Yeah. That intentionality. Yeah. That, that's that's, so. that's my final thoughts, man. What you got, homie? My final thoughts are going to be real easy. I'm just going to read another scripture. And right. a couple quotes and call it a day because this is something that uh, I love this Psalm, Psalm 136. Um, it reminds you a lot of his promises, of God's promises of of faithfulness, right? And so that's why I want to read this uh, so you can stay faithful and unwavering in your Christian walk. Remember these promises. So even if you don't want to, you know, go back and read it, go to our, the hour mark, go to the, the hour, hour mark. mark. And then you can listen to these promises. So Psalm 136, 1 through 26. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. He alone does great wonders. His faithful love endures forever. He made the heavens skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. Are you guys getting a the theme here well, yet? I
1: sound like his faithful love endures forever. Like he that sp- rhythm and it cadence,
0: he, man. <laughs> he spread the land on the waters. His faithful love endures forever. He made the great lights. His faithful love endures forever. The sun to rule by day. His faithful love endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule at, by night. His faithful love endures forever. He struck the firstborn of the Egyptians, and his faithful uh, his faithful love endures forever. I can see this almost as like a song. And well, brought yeah, Chris Tomlin forever, and and brought Israel, and brought Israel out from among his among them. His faithful love endures forever. <laughs>
1: I mean, it, it is a song. But, These, I mean, right, the, the yeah. Psalms
0: are a I know, are I, the Israel
1: songbook. I, I could hear it all <laughs> like the tam. Supposed to be singing. reading it. Man. Sorry, I'm,
0: I'm sorry. Uh, with, with a strong hand and outstretched arm, his faithful love endures forever. He divided the red sea, his faithful love endures forever and led Israel through his faith, uh, led Israel through his faithful love endures forever, but hurled Pharaoh and his army into the red sea, his faithful love endures forever. He led his people in the wilderness. His faithful love endures forever. He struck down great kings. His faithful love endures forever. And slaughtered famous kings. His faithful love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites. His faithful love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan. His faithful love endures forever. And gave... Their land as an inheritance, his faithful love endures forever. As an inheritance to Israel, his servant, his faithful love endures forever. He remembered us in our humiliation. His faithful love endures forever and rescued us from, from our foes. His faithful love endures forever. Are you looking this up to make sure I'm quoting it right? Nope. Oh, he gives food to every creature. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. And then the two quotes I got, unless you got something. Well, I
1: was going to add. So, going back to that Psalm 77, the narrative finished, you know, David says, God, your way is holy. What God is great like you? You are the God who works wonders. You revealed your strength among the peoples. With your power, you redeemed the people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. Um, and it even says, I will reflect on all that you have done and meditate on all your actions. Going back another verse, I remember the Lord's works. Yes, I will remember your ancient wonders. And you just read all of them, man. Yeah. Kind okay. Of combined to remember what God has done. His faithful love endures forever. There you go, bro. So uh, and people say they don't like Seven Eleven 11 worship songs that repeat all the time.
0: Yeah. Man, <laughs> they never read this psalm. Welcome to the Psalms. No. Uh, so Chuck Swindoll says vision is the ability, to, the ability to see God's presence, to perceive God's power, to focus on God's plan in spite of the obstacles and Warren Weersby. Pastor Scott's favorite. The remedy for discouragement is the word of God. When you feed your heart and your mind with its truths, you regain your perspective and find renewed strength. Time for... Fun facts with <laughs> Well, we didn't quite stay under an hour No, today.
1: we didn't stay under an hour, but that's all right, man. That's we right. had a good conversation. We Hopefully, did. you guys felt a little close, not a little close, but maybe you felt like we were hopefully come alongside you in the process. So that Definitely. way you can say maybe
0: one day your faithful loves endure forever. Yeah. Dude, where it's going to be stuck in our heads. Isn't yes. It? <laughs> I got Chris Tomlin on repeat in my head. His well, love dude. endures forever. Bingo. Yeah. So. So the fun fact, fun fact of, of the, of the day. day. So this one's kind of a little disturbing, but it. Is it about meatloaf? Yeah. It's kind of funny. Oh, okay. So, but so it's not about meatloaf. No. As okay. Saint Lawrence was roasted on a gridiron. So it is about meatloaf. By the, perf- <laughs> the by, the <laughs> sorry, pre-
1: that was really bad. I'm sorry. Okay, start over. That was really bad. <laughs> that was that was bad. He was roasted on a fire. And His love meatloaf. endures
0: forever, but maybe not after that. That, was, that was a little <laughs> bad. Okay, I'm gonna shut up now. That Go was, ahead.
1: That was really. That was really bad. <sighs> I'm 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 ready for bed. Go continue. Go, okay.
0: As Saint Lawrence was roasted on the gridiron by the prefect of Rome during the persecution of Christians, I'm looking at you. My you, mic's you, over there. You and your bad jokes. Nope. Legend says he cheerfully declared, "I'm well done on this side. Turn me over." Because of this, he derives his patronage of cooks, chefs, and comedians.
1: What? I'm done. Wow. Turn me over hey, yeah, I'm well done on this side, homie. Can you flip me? So he became the patron saint of not only just
0: chefs, but of the funny people of the world, yeah. too. His patronage of cooks, chefs, and comedians. Wow! I'm well done on this side. Turn me over.
1: <laughs> That's I, a fun fact. I thought it was. Church a sad, history. It's a sad fact. Making it it's a, a f- joke. F-
0: but it's a fun fact.
1: I mean, come on. There's got to be a little humor in the vacuum. They're like, all right, guys, check this out. We have a patron saying for the cooks, but he's also for the he's also for the funny peoples. <laughs> like, come on, man. That
0: is that that's kinda funny.
1: That's one way to stay faithful in your Christian walk definitely, right there. Definitely. Stay until the and well, speaking of sticking around till the end, we are thankful that you guys, for some reason, stick around with us till the end every single episode. Even through the bad
0: jokes. Even through
1: the bad jokes and the really weird banter that has absolutely nothing to do with nothing. Y'all <laughs> are still here for it. We love it and we would love it for you to continue the conversation and the engagement over in our Facebook group. We are almost 500 strong at time of recording back here in October And so hopefully we'll be up to the 2000 mark by the time Christmas comes around. That's a
0: joke. That's really bad. And if you haven't yet, go over to our YouTube page where you can subscribe and hit the bell notification Ding. where 506 other people have already subscribed and become a part of that family. And uh, if you haven't yet left a review on Apple Podcasts, That'd be nice. please do so now or on Spotify. You can leave us a rating. You can do it right when you're
1: listening. And it's still Advent season, so if you have not signed up for the Advent Devotionals, go to the realtalkchristianpodcast.com. That pop-up will show up. Put in your name, your email, click send. And just like that, you will be subscribed to those emails to receive the Advent devotionals and if you miss any of the devotionals just reach out to us we'll be more than happy to send those your way and if you're listening to this podcast probably somewhere in the summer because uh you you found rtc way too late welcome to the party anyways and you're like man i love to have those devotionals too well now you got to wait till next christmas
0: yeah maybe we'll do it every christmas. but uh reach out to us <laughs> for find everything and every information uh search bar all that stuff for episodes stuff. at real talk
1: love it man well hey we love you guys and until next
0: time take it easy